0: You think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, every day on I Work Ram, we try to take a different approach, and I, I, we kind of hinted at this approach back in late July when we had Doctor Harris on the show before, and that his book was getting ready to come out. But l- let me just step back and just ask you this question: When you walked into the office today, did you think, you know what? I'm going to utilize the Holy Spirit and how I do my job today. You know, I'm running my business today. I'm going to utilize the Holy Spirit. No, you didn't ask that question. Dr. Jim Harris, formerly with Two a higher level, but now with just drjimharris.com. Jim Harris, welcome to iWorkRam. Thank you
1: so much, Jim. How are you, buddy? I'm doing
0: good. Someday we're going to do this show where you actually come to the studio. Pensacola is only eight hours away. <laughs>
1: Well, that means you'll have to buy my lunch and dinner. Can you afford it?
0: I'll let you stay with Martha and I. would even do better than that.
1: Uh, I love it. You've offered I'll, it. I'm a southern I'll, boy. I'll be there. I'll
0: cook you a ribeye on the grill. That's that's <laughs> the way I treat real guests. I, I, I cook them a ribeye. I won't take you out for dinner because ribeyes are too expensive, but I'll buy it and cook it for you. <laughs> I'm just too cheap for that. Hey, just, you know, I I, uh, I got this. I picked this verse out for you. You know, John 14:26. But the helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance of all I have said to you. Now, the second part was for the disciples to help them remember. I mean, the Holy Spirit helped them remember all the different things that Jesus said. But the first part that we can apply to our lives is that, listen, he's going to teach us all things. Why is it that Christ followers really struggle with recognizing that the Holy Spirit has something to say to us at work? Don't answer that question yet. We're going to answer that question today on the show, but first, I want to find out how is Jesus Christ making an impact on Dr. Jim Harris's life today?
1: Well, let me tell you, Jim, he is making such an impact on me, not only from the birthing of this book, but in terms of the doors that are spirit-led opened, not just me flesh-led opened from this book and the work around it and toward it. I'm now involved with three of the largest international business-related ministries in the world. Um, My my voice is getting heard literally, literally around the globe. I'm getting people contacting me from West Germany, from the Philippines, Indonesia, South Korea, Australia. That this what we're talking about today is resonating with a remnant of people, entrepreneurs, and business people because they get it they get that they have an unfair advantage and they want to leverage it for the glory of god
0: but it's so, I mean, it, you know, when you and I first started talking about this a couple of years ago, when you started talking about that, you're thinking about a book and then we've got this mutual friend, Darren Shearer, and he's a mutual friend because you connect me to him. And, and really his release of his upcoming book, very similar, a, a lot of similar stuff, maybe takes it a little bit different angle. But the whole idea that you and I as entrepreneurs, as speakers, as auth while well, you're an author, I'm not going to be an author, um, that that the Lord really has something to say about our day-to-day grind that we typically relate to or or, or put out in evenings or on weekends that God really cares about the details of our, the intimate details of our daily lives in the workplace.
1: Well, that's absolutely right. Think of it this way. Jesus was an entrepreneur six times longer than he was in missions.
0: That's for sure.
1: Roughly, he began his three three and a half years of mission at roughly 30 years of age. Well, in that day and time, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, he was working with his dad in the carpentry shop. So at least from age 10 to age 30, what was he doing? 20 years, he was an entrepreneur dealing with real issues of business.
0: You know, as I, as I read your bio, I love this. You know, Dr. Jim Harris is the president of the Jim Harris Group. Now, can you just tell my listeners who have listened to my show now for three years, why the change from to a higher level to the Dr. Jim Harris Group?
1: Five years ago, when the Lord um, was speaking to me about a change going from purely secular-based and driven speaking, advising, coaching, consulting, he said, you've been riding the fence too long. I want you to come over to my side, the sacred side. And at the time, he gave me a word to a higher level. I said, oh, that must be the name of the company you want. Really what that was, and now i look back on it, I switched from drjimharris.com, you know, name is a good brand, to to a higher level. But I realize now that's more of a slogan, more of a Nike swoosh, just do it, than what he necessarily wanted me to name my company. And since now, still to this day, most people know my company by the books I've written and by my name – he just said, "Why don't you go back to your name and you can use the phrase to a higher level?" Because that's exactly what you're where you're taking people. You're taking them to a higher level, and that includes unleashing their unfair advantage.
0: It, now, this is your this is the twelve. I lost track now. Twelfth or thirteenth book?
1: Uh fourteenth.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, fourteenth book. I must have missed one in between there. Then because I think I wasn't wasn't the impactor number eleven or twelve. Uh, that was number 13. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't miss one then. Okay, good. Okay. Because we've talked many times about that book, the impact yeah. on this show, and I love that yeah. book. This and, and really, when we talk about unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit in your business, this book that you've written, Our Unfair Advantage, this is a concept that is, I imagine, number one, it's going to tick some people off. Number two, is going to freak some people out. And number three, it's going to revolutionize some people's lives, and their lives are never going to be the same again because... This is something they should have been taught from the pulpit years ago. I mean, this check, is check and check. Yeah. Yes. So, have you already gotten some of those responses? Oh yes. Um, and mo, 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 there's a
1: remnant. I say a remnant. <laughs> there is a there's a there's a percentage, Jim, of the audiences I speak to. I just got off the stage speaking to 500 uh, Christian business leaders from around the world. It was the international debut of our unfair advantage. And from that platform, it was evident in the air, you could sense a, 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 a tension in the air on this message of connecting business with the Holy Spirit living inside of us for the three reasons that you mentioned. Two of them was, I've never heard it before, don't know what to do. And some of it was just outright rejection. No, the Holy Spirit saves me, and that's enough he's getting me into heaven. I'm just going to work, 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 but don't ask me to do that for my business. There is though a percentage of what I call two percenters who truly want to glorify the Lord in their business through the power of the Holy Spirit. They say, why not? That's what Jesus died for, not only for salvation, but also to bring us power and and bring heaven to earth through us. And why not leverage the one who knows everything about everything? Will share with us the deep things of God. He gives it to us freely. He guides us in all truth, and in fact, He will even tell us things to come. Why wouldn't a business person want that in his business?
0: Well, because it's new and it's uncomfortable, and because nobody ever told me that I should ever use the Holy Spirit. And and, and here's what here's what I love about this. this isn't a it isn't a new concept to me. But it was eight years ago. I mean, eight years ago, I never even thought about incorporating my faith into my workplace. Little, maybe it was nine years ago now, but I never, ever thought about the Holy Spirit being involved. I mean, I always thought the Holy Spirit would kind of lead me... and and, uh, you know, conversations at church or when I was where Martha and I did youth ministry. But boy, having to do with my business transactions, like, nope, this is what you do. You do this to succeed and blah, 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 blah. And it, and it wasn't until I started, somebody started telling me, Jim, did you realize your workplace, that's your mission field. You don't have to go to seminary and run a church to be a ministry. You can be a ministry right where you're at selling insurance or IT or whatever I'm doing. And that was That was such a release to me. And, of course, I already knew I didn't grow up in a church that taught me a lot about the Holy Spirit because I grew up in a Baptist church and an evangelical free church. They always said about the evangelical free church that, you know, they'd be the first ones to, to be raptured. Do you know why, Jim? Why? Because the dead in Christ come first. Anyway, so... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I grew up in the... I gave my life to Christ in the Evangelical Free Church, so I can say that. But anyway, it's... Uh, I. What I love about the fact is that I grew up in churches that didn't talk a lot about the Holy Spirit, but I learned it from reading great books and from being inspired by my youth sponsors who told me, hey, did you know that the Holy Spirit desires to guide you? So as you were... come, As the Lord's leaning this on your heart... Um, Tell me about why. I mean, t- tell me where did it come from? Because you were working on another book project, and the Lord said, nope, stop that one. This is what I want you to write.
1: That's exactly right. I was two-thirds through writing the follow-up, the next in the series after the impactor, and it, was, it stopped. I couldn't. It, it was not coming from the Lord. And it was a very important part of this particular book. I said, well, what do you want, Lord? What do you want? What do you want me to do? And not in an audible voice, but in the Spirit, in the Spirit, he said, I want you to write a book about the Holy Spirit. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm just now beginning to learn about all of this myself. He said, I want you to write a book. Said, okay, Lord, you got to write it. And within five months, the book was drafted, and I got Darren to help publish it. And now it's in less than seven months, which is just lightning fast to publish a book. Here it is.
0: And it's a good book. I, I got to read one of your draft copies a couple of months ago, and, and yeah. it is, it's it, what it is. Is the way I described it? I think in my write up for you on Amazon was, it's the practical guide. It's the step by step guide on how to take advantage of the Holy Spirit working in your life, and really to how to utilize the Holy Spirit. And that's what I love because. To me, I didn't grow up in a church that taught me much about the Holy Spirit, that told me a lot about God the Father and God the Son, but not a lot about it. And so it was like the practical how-to guide. And, and I loved that. It was just almost step-by-step. Step. Take a look at this. Take a look. I, I love that. So we'll, we'll hit on some of those things. But when you say that it's our unfair competitive, our unfair advantage, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, just like I mentioned a minute ago, if I have the greatest advisor, wisdom owner living inside me in all of, of the universe, fully living inside of me, and I am in touch with that great advisor consultant, why not tap into that? He knows things to come. The Holy Spirit will never let us go into a business decision that is not going to help glorify God that's going to hurt you. It's the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, to get you in a bad partnership, to make you make that wrong hire. The Holy Spirit will never guide you into a bad hire, never guide you into a bad contract, never let you be unequally yoked if you follow his lead. And so, why not tap into the one that knows everything about everything, past, present, and future? Who lives with you? Who walks in the door with you? Walks out the door with you? Sleeps with you? Is around you twenty four seven? Who wouldn't want a consultant like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know that people would—they naturally should say, "Well, who?" That'd be stupid to say no to the Holy Spirit of our living God to give us the advantage that we, I mean, really just answer questions that we've got, because every day we're dealing with people and God created every one of them different. And so that just creates one confusion. And we're dealing with competitors and those are more people. And we're dealing with customers and those are more people. We're dealing with vendors and those are more people. And so God knows the answer and how we're supposed to deal with all of those people. But why is it that internally we say, yeah, that's pretty good for you, but I I got this. It's it's because we
1: are still um, world led, idea led, opportunity led, head led, money led, and we're not spirit led.
0: It's the same battle that Adam and Eve had, however, a thousand, many thousand years ago. They had to decide: Does God know what He's talking about, or duh, do I know what I'm talking about?
1: That's right. And since we're battling in a marketplace that has, that is controlled by the enemy. The marketplace is controlled by the enemy. He is the prince of the world. He wants us to play along his rules. He wants us to come up with great ideas. He wants us to be money-led and opportunity-led. Hey, he can present himself as an angel of light. He can present himself like this is a no-miss opportunity. We're going to make a ton of money. Look how much we can give to the church. No, 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 no. You've got to filter it all through the Holy Spirit who will tell you, go, no go, deal, no
0: deal. Hey, we're talking with Dr. Jim Harris today about his newly released book, Our Unfair... Advantage unleasing the power of the Holy Spirit in your business. But before we get back to Dr. Harris, I want to thank our sponsors. I don't know if you know as a listener how important they are to the show. You know, this show's been on the air almost three years, and our sponsors keep the show on the air. I, m- radio costs money, nothing's for free these days. I want to thank them. If you would do business with them, it would be a huge blessing to Martha and I as we broadcast on the air. Go out online, check them out. Most Insurance, mostins.com, Bel Air Wealth Management, Bel Air Wealth Management. Management.com, trust services services by trust.com and crown college crown.edu forward slash radio and the forward slash radio is because they're tracking the people going out there all right we're back with jim harris dr jim harris about his book on our unfair advantage unleashing the power of the holy spirit in your business and this book jim just got released this week right That's right. Last
1: week was the official launch.
0: Last week. Now, I thought, and it's just in my head, and I get weird things in my head all the time because I'm talking to people all the time, but didn't it at first start with our unfair competitive advantage? Uh, No.
1: All along, it's been our unfair advantage, although sometimes I describe it because it truly is, in business, a competitive advantage. But as you know, even though this book, the, uh, the Lord led me, the Spirit led me to frame it for business people, it really is for anybody. It's for life.
0: So right. It's really
1: our unfair advantage, whether you're in business or whether you're not.
0: And I don't know, I got it stuck in my head, and I'm reading it going, wait a minute, where's the word competitive? Because it, it, it's really true in, in business or anywhere else, because I'm often, people are at a real disadvantage when they're in a, a networking room with me, because the Holy Spirit will prompt me to reach out to certain people, and, and it'll give me the right questions to ask those people to identify where they're struggling spiritually People are at a total disadvantage when when I'm when I'm asking the Holy Spirit, hey, what should I ask this person? Because I can often just uncover that stuff because the Holy Spirit says, well, ask this question. So I understand that unfair advantage, people are at they're at a total loss. When I'm being obedient, they're in trouble. The Holy Spirit's gonna ask tough questions through me. All right, Dr. Jim Harris, we're talking about your book. I love the opening of the book. When you ask a question, you ask a question, what leads you? I would have said, Well, who leads you? But you you like it. What? leads you that was a very very deep question why do you ask that question right at the beginning
1: well because that's exactly the response that i believe the spirit wanted us to ask we are often led by the what And in business, more so by the what than anything else. And the what are things, as I mentioned a little while ago, we're opportunity-led. We're idea-led. We're money-led. You know, we're um, innovation-led. You know, there's a lot of things that lead us. And when we think about being opportunity-led and head-led and idea-led and opportunity-led, when we do that, we are playing into the enemy's field. That's how all of our competitors, particularly our unsaved competitors, and most of our saved competitors, that's exactly how they're led. Rather than being led by the what, we as believers should be always led by the who.
0: And not the music group. We're talking about the Holy not Spirit. The group, not the music. Not the
1: music. I could ask, "Who are you?" But I'm not going to sing that song. Okay, well, you,
0: you could. That's could take me. So here's the question, though. You know, if you're being called by people in the Philippines, you mentioned this right at the beginning of the show. The people from yeah. Korea, the Philippines. You know, are you? You know, if you get a chance to go speak over there about this, are, are, how is there going to be able to translate Southern? <laughs>
1: I don't know. Because you got we'll good sayings out. for
0: things. I, the sayings that every Southerner has, because Southerners have way greater sayings uh. than what Minnesotans said, I don't know that <laughs> well, those directly know, translate. You might have to be more careful.
1: I, I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible says the Holy Spirit can speak Southern and they'll still understand it in Korean, right?
0: <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. I have a buddy of mine that's on a mission field in South America, and he, he was 25 years in Brazil. And again, he grew up in, he was my youth sponsor in high school. He, so yeah. he grew up in the free church we talked about earlier, and we hadn't talked. Talked about the power of the Holy Spirit growing up there, but he discipled me, and he so he learned Portuguese for 25 years and got moved to start working with the rest of the countries in South America, and he was teaching and leading pastors. And he said, "Jim, I'm learning Spanish, and I'm struggling with it." And and I just said, "Lord, I got to go teach these pastors. How in the world are they ever going to understand me?" And he goes in, and he's before the the, the show, uh, before the the speaking engagement, people are struggling to understand him. He's got an interpreter next to him. And he goes up and he starts speaking. And he spoke for an entire hour, and people understood everything perfectly clearly. And then he gets steps down from the pulpit, and people are struggling to understand him again. And, and, and he called me and he goes, and people say the gift of tongues is dead. No stinking way. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right there in the mission field. But really, training up pastors is no different than training up your salespeople. We're all trying to be equipped, and the Holy Spirit's got the answers. Jesus said, listen, I got to bolt out of here, because if I bolt out of here— your helper, the counselor, he's going to come here and he's going to help you get all this stuff accomplished.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. And we sometimes take that for granted. We, we, we've taught, at least in evangelical churches, like I have been raised in since I was a baby, that the Holy Spirit is there for salvation, Uh, But that's about all we it's ever mentioned. From there on, it was God and Jesus, God and Jesus, wonderful, 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 but the Holy Spirit was basically ignored. So this is a foreign concept to most believers.
0: All right, so you you put in the book that there's specific roadblocks that we face in unleashing our unfair advantage. Let's talk about those roadblocks that we face as we start to recognize, wow, I can really, really access the Holy Spirit for my day to day?
1: These roadblocks, actually, Jim, as you know, this, was, this is part of my story. This book really is my story of walking in the faith and getting the revelations of, hey, I can do this myself. Um, some of the roadblocks I face that I mentioned in the book is at first, it's just not natural. I mean, I've never done this before. And another one was, well, it's not very popular. If I go around telling everybody, oh, yeah, you know, God spoke to me today, they're going to say, yeah, you weirdo. Um, well, you know,
0: you read the Bible. Wait a Did anybody ever say that to you? Did anybody ever say that you were a weirdo because you talked about God? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: right. um, well, you know, Lily Tomlin once said, you know, um, we, we pray our prayers to God, but anytime He answers us, you know, we're, we're called schizophrenic. So, you know, um, that was one of her famous lines, and that's true. Um, you know, and it's not popular because, well, no, 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 no. You you think you hear from God? That's the whole Bible everybody you read the stories everybody heard that's the point you want to hear from God and another one that I faced a roadblock was okay you know but I'm just not sure my faith is strong enough and and what if I get it wrong was another one of my roadblocks and the last roadblock that I faced that kind of launched the rest of the book was well I just don't know how to do it so I said Lord what can we do? What do you want me to share about how to go about this to overcome these roadblocks? is just not natural. I've never done it before. It's not popular. I might make a mistake. You know, I might get it wrong. So what? How can I know how to do it?
0: Unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit in our business. We've got Dr. Jim Harris on the line. He's calling in all the way from Pensacola, Florida, way up where the sand is as white as the beautiful sunshine on a beautiful June day in sunny Minnesota, and the water is as blue as the sky. And, Jim Harris, you just live in paradise.
1: You make it sound like it's a little bit of heaven.
0: It is. I've been there. It's incredible. Now, in January, it's a little chilly, but, you know, it's still pretty.
1: It is. It's a lovely place. Come on up and see us, man.
0: You know, I really should probably do that. All right. So we talked right before the break about some of the roadblocks that we face and taking advantage of. Recogn- it's not taking advantage. That's the wrong words, but recognizing the power of the Holy Spirit in us and that God gives us the Holy Spirit to answer the questions of life, if we will just sit and ask those questions. You know, I pray every day in my in my prayer time, Lord, I, I give you my ears. Help me to hear your voice help me to listen to what you have to say and be obedient because it's it's like a in my mind it's a three-step process because first of all I got to shut up enough so I can hear him cuz God yeah. won't yell and then yeah. I need to listen to what he's saying carefully cuz sometimes I hear half of it and I'm like okay let's go you know and then some, and then I just need to be obedient boy obedience and it seems like obedience I don't know, some days it seems easier now that I get a little older, but some days I think, yeah, boy, i got a lot to learn. All right, so we talked about the roadblocks, but in Chapter 5 you review six ways to unleash the power of the Holy Spirit in our business. Let's give a snapshot, <laughs> it's easy for me to say, a snapshot of these ways. Let's, let's break it out for people.
1: Great. Um, these, these are six progressive, step-by-step ways that we can get better in touch in a deeper and a wider way. Um, the the very first thing we need to do after we've recognized the roadblocks, we're willing to work through them, we want to practice, we want to move forward, and that's the very first one. We just need to practice. That is just practice asking the Holy Spirit, what should I do here? And in fact, I began my journey a couple of years ago practicing on stuff that really wasn't even business related. I'd go into a restaurant and say, okay, I'm going to listen to you spirit. You know exactly what I like. And maybe there's something on this menu that I've never tried before. I'm just going to practice. What do you want me to order? and i've even used it um on which exit to take on an interstate which one would be the best one for me to go and recycle my coffee i know that sounds silly but he knows what i like and he knows the best way to get on and get off he knows everything about everything so why not practice and just practice listening to that spirit who bears witness with our spirit romans 8:16 the holy spirit bears witness with our spirit and he will tell you that, yes, no, order that, don't order that. Like for the restaurant, he may know, the Holy Spirit knows, whether that was a bad piece of meat They're just getting ready to grab and throw them on the grill for you. Maybe you should have the chicken.
0: And and that's what... When, when I, I know I, that I, no, silly. No, no, it doesn't it sound good. silly, because I've i learned over the last 30... Oh, I've been walking with the Lord for 36 years, but I have learned many times to listen for that still small voice, listening for that, that nudging because God cares about the intimate details of our lives. Like, Jim, don't ignore that screw on the ground, because if you ignore that screw on the ground in your garage, it's going to put a hole in your tire. And the time where I just ignored it and it ended up in my tire, and the next time I picked it up, and then by picking it up, it, some other disaster is avoided. And I've seen it so many times where if I just would listen, and the Lord draws my attention to it, those simple things. And that's how I learned that the Lord really cares about the intimate details of our lives. I love it. you got to start just by asking. Okay, then the next yeah, step. Yeah, just practice. Just practice. practice. And I just
1: say for all your listeners, as you practice, just start small. Don't go for the big things. Don't go for revelation. Just start small and start fine-tuning. If, if the Lord's speaking to you on FM, you don't want to be listening on AM. You're not going to get it, so just start small and start tuning in.
0: But all real listeners should be listening on AM 570 and 910 T D N. Okay, so
1: that was an easy plug. Th- it was.
0: I just had to, I had to take it. It <laughs> would be un- it would be bad if I didn't. All right. So what, when you say check, the next step you say check before you act. And this is a key one. So explain what you mean. Sometimes
1: when we pick up, okay, I I, I need to order the chicken instead of the um, the steak. What I've learned and what's helped me clarify even more, go a little bit further down the road and uh, with my unfair advantage is I'm going to check before I act. It's just like a double check. Okay, wait a minute. Let me slow down. Let me block everything out there. Let me do one final check. Okay, Lord, which one you want me to eat? Which one's going to be good for me tonight? Okay, the salad. So you want me to get the salad?
0: Well, let, wait. Let's just move away from the food thing, because you know people are—they're gonna—they're gonna go. This guy. Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll ah. eat. <laughs> Tell your wife to feed you before you go on the air the next time. All right. But you just—you've got,
1: got two finalists for a position.
0: Okay. Good. Thank you.
1: You got two finalists for a position. You like them both. Lord, which one will be the best fit? Oh, Tony. Okay. Now that's the practice you're listening. Now is Tony it? Is that the one? Sometimes we need to slow down. Maybe we need to have a little more extended prayer time. Perhaps we need just to get away and reflect and go deeper as a final check. Okay, I'm about ready to offer the position. Is this the one? Is this you speaking? So you practice to start learning how to listen. And check before you act is a little bit deeper listening in the spirit.
0: So it's really a double check. It's really a double it check. Really say, is. is that really what you're saying, Lord? And I'm in that situation right now on a couple of business decisions, and I and I love that. Then your next step is use you use a you use a big spiritual word. I want I want you to clarify this. Seek a witness. And, and now I want you to clarify that without using the word witness. Okay,
1: we have between us. The same Holy Spirit living in you that's living in me, right? That's right. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's not. It's not Holy Spirit light. It's not a different Holy Spirit. You have the same Holy Spirit living in you that's living in me. Your Holy Spirit is the same in me. So therefore, they. It will. All, the Holy Spirit will always agree. He will never disagree with himself. Right.
0: Right. So, what so you're as say- you
1: check before, as you practice and check before you act, instead of asking my wife, for example. Um, what do you think about, what you, how do you feel about, what's your opinion on? That's all being head-led, idea-led, what-led. I asked my wife, and you said don't use the word witness, but I'm going to do it anyway, do you have a witness on this? Do you, do you see, is this? Can you agree with me through the power of the Holy Spirit that's living in you and living in me that this is the right decision? Because one, one witness, yours is enough but two's even better. Well, That's how the church in Acts 16 overcame the single greatest problem in the new church. When you look at Acts 15 and 16 about circumcision, yes, no, do we do it, do we not do it? And all the preachers came together and they said, it seemed good. It seemed good to me. It seemed good to all the preachers. And they went away in disagreement. They were seeking a witness.
0: All right, so let me just put it in my terms because I'm a simple guy, and that witness thing is, a, is one of those religious words. And what, what I'm just telling people is that, listen, if you're a Christ follower and I'm a Christ follower, and you're saying the Lord's telling you this, you're, the Lord's telling you, let's just use a business example. The Lord's telling you, buy this business. And your buddy who's a Christ follower who you've asked to pray about the exact same situation, your buddy says the Lord's telling me you shouldn't buy this business, here's what I always tell people. The Lord isn't double-minded. He's got one opinion. He's got one answer for you so either both of you are wrong or one of you is right but you can't both be right because the lord's not going to tell one of you one thing and another of you another thing so if you That's want it's god is a unanimous god and so i but the clarifier there is that you can both be right you can't both be right if you both have different answers because we do that a lot in marriage mentoring you know the wife says well i'm right and the husband says well i'm right i said really well you both can't be right because you're saying different things and the Holy Spirit, and God doesn't, he doesn't say one thing to one person, one thing to another person. So that's really what you mean by seeking a witness. It should be unanimous. And, and, and I often tell people, listen, make that decision. Pray about it as you go to bed. And when you wake up in the morning, is the Holy Spirit confirming it in you by giving you peace? That's right. All right, so talk about the next step.
1: The next one is once you have practiced and you've checked and you've sought that 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 inner peace, don't quench the Spirit. Quench not the Spirit.
0: Which means How many what?
1: times have we—have you ever said to yourself, Jim, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> or, never, never. You know, i never done I, that. I should have done that. I knew it. I should have made that deal. I should have gone to that meeting. I should have, you know, helped that. I should. Have you ever done that?
0: Yes, sir. Too many times, embarrassingly so.
1: Well, that is don't quench your Spirit if the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now, you know— You need to go to this meeting right after the show, and you're saying, okay, the Spirit's telling me, and then you don't do it. Oh, guess what? You're grieving or ignoring or smothering the Spirit, just trying to tell you, go, don't go, buy, sell, wait, hold on, research more. He's trying to tell you what to do. Don't ignore it. Don't get head-led and idea-led, and don't get, "Uh uh-oh, i got to make a decision now. Be pressure-led, never be pressure-led quench not the spirit
0: well and it's so important to the not be pressure-led because we everybody needs to recognize we live in a microwave world but we serve a crock pot god he, you go. he if you have to make a decision immediately people are saying you gotta make a decision you gotta make a decision you just say well then i'm gonna make a decision the answer is no because i'm not gonna make a decision like that i want to hear the lord confirm it in me because we don't serve a microwave god he a is a crockpot God, and, and that's just evidence in my own life. After 36 years of walking with him, he's still working on me. He's still got, he's still got a lot of work to, left to do. Now, most of that's my fault. All right, so practice it. Check before you act by just double asking the question. Seek somebody that can confirm what you're saying. See if the God's saying the exact same thing to them. you called seeking a witness. Don't quench the Spirit by don't saying, he's telling you to do X, and you say, well, yeah, but I'm just going to do Y because that's what I want to do in the first place. I shouldn't have asked. Don't be moved, you say, is the next time. What do you mean? Don't change your the, mind? Is that what you mean? Don't change your mind?
1: The, that's exactly right. When it's been confirmed in you, and even if it's confirmed in you but not in another, I, there, I speak in the book that sometimes the person you're asking may not have a clarity on it like you do. You have to when you know that you know that you know. Don't be moved, just like Paul said. Don't be moved. The prophet told him before he went to Jerusalem, whoever, whoever wears this belt is going to be bound the other a disciple said don't go to jerusalem cuz you're going to get hurt they came to the wrong conclusion they still had the same revelation whoever you're going to get bound you're going to have all kinds of trouble but paul knew that was his destiny and even though one group said don't go don't go he said no this is it i know it i'm not going to quench the spirit don't be moved you got to stay focused you got to stay firm and you just speak in power saying no i know this is the holy spirit I don't care what anybody else says. This is where I'm going and what I'm doing because it has been confirmed to me because I've practiced, I've checked, I've got a strong sense inside, and I'm not going to quench his spirit. I'm going to do what he wants me to do.
0: When we, uh, Talk about the pray bold prayers. What do you mean by that? Well, and We may have to come back after the break on it, but talk about pray bold prayers. That's your last step in this.
1: Most business guys over the years, and I'm very true to this, we pray really wimpy prayers. Oh, help me make payroll today. Well, that's fine. But is that really what God has for us when Jesus died, said, I want to give you life and give it more abundantly?
0: We're talking with Dr. Jim Harris today about his book, Our Unfair Advantage, Unleashing the Power of the Holy Spirit in Your Business. We're talking about praying bold prayers, and I did the whole hefty, hefty, hefty thing, because we do, we do, we, we underestimate the power of God constantly. We constantly pray God into a box and, instead of recognize the fact that he created a universe that is a billion light years one direction and a billion light years the other direction. And he did that just for his glory. I mean, That's it's exactly unbelievable. Right. And we're and we're worried about can he handle our little business problems.
1: That's right. That's right. Let me ask you a question, Jim. Let, let me show you the difference in between a, a safe prayer and a big shift prayer, as I call it, a bold prayer. Which one of these prayers would you rather me um, pray over you in your business? The safe prayer would be, God, please show Jim how to jump his sales twenty percent this year. Or the big shift prayer would be something like, God. Bless Jim with a tenfold, a hundredfold increase in his business in Jesus' name.
0: Which I'd like number, I'd I'd like number two. Can you pray that number two and I like that? Now I want a tenfold. I like that. That's awesome.
1: Well, look at the look at what the, the good servant did in terms of the last parable in Matthew before Jesus went to the upper room, the parable of the talents. Ten got he gave him much, much increase. All much right. increase.
0: How can people get a hold of your book?
1: You can go to drjimharris.com, drjimharris.com. You can go to amazon.com. Those are the two best places. It's available in paperback and in an ebook.
0: All right, and you're in the last chapter. It says this. The answer to a thousand and one questions. What's the answer?
1: <laughs> I learned this from brother Keith Moore. And I'm a big fan of his teachings, Pastor Keith Moore teachers that the answer to 1001 questions is be led.
0: Dr. Jim Harris writing this incredible book, Our Unfair Advantage, Unleasing the Power of the Holy Spirit in Your Business. Thank you so much for being back on iWorkRim. We'll do it again soon.
1: to Jim. Have a good day, bro.
0: Thanks for tuning in today to iWorkRim. Thanks for our show sponsors, Most Insurance, Bel Air Wealth Management, Crown College, and Trust Services. Thanks so much to Ace Andrews. He was juggling the phones again today. Hey, when you get home today, consider going out to iWorkForHim.com and joining the iWorkForHim Nation. And ask the Holy Spirit if that's what he wants you to do. Start praying for your coworkers and employees by name. And we learned today that our faith can impact our workplace by accessing the very power of the Holy Spirit that God has given us. As a Christ follower, you've been given the spirit of the holy, living, powerful, almighty God to live inside of you. Not only did that redeeming power buy your soul, by Jesus' blood on the cross, but He gives you the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you so that you can make an impact on your workplace, so that you can recognize his voice as you talk to people and as he's leading you to have conversations with people but I will tell you the best way to access that is by committing to praying for your co-workers and employees by name each and every day remember the enemy takes this battle for the souls of our co-workers and employees very seriously do you are you accessing the Holy Spirit and his answers that he's already got for you check it out tonight I work for the I work for him nation You've been listening to I Work Room with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business. But you know what? I work for him.